Aftershark MMA Show. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. To me, we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com, and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com, and the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of the Mark the Shark MMA Show. This is episode 77 and in this episode we're going to be talking about Bellator 245 featuring two former UFC champ, uh, UFC fighters I mean, one of them being a world champion, I believe he was a world, uh, yeah he was the light heavyweight champion, Liliota Machida, um, great fighter. Versus, um, pretty much he was like a top five fighter at the UFC, but eventually became a world champion in his own right once he went over to Bellator, Phil Davis. All right, guys, so stay tuned and be back. And when we come back after the short break, we'll go over the first fight between Raymond Daniels and Peter Stanek. Stanek. All right, guys, we'll be back after the short break. show and great i appreciate you guys listening to the show every week keep up the support don't forget you can support this podcast by making a donation by going to www.markthesharkmmashow.com and clicking on the donation button you can make a monthly donation or or a one-time donation any dollar amount above a dollar is great 
And also don't forget to shop the website there. As well as click on the Live Now tab where you can see the stream from my Twitch channel. Every Saturday at 3 o'clock, I stream a, a live show there. I'm interviewing various MMA fighters. So make sure you check it out. Also, don't forget to check out the Mark the Shark YouTube channel as well. With the other previous interviews I've done in the past. Alright, so now let's get started with Bellator 245. I thought it was a great card. Uh, the first event featured Raymond Daniels and Peter uh, Stonic. Alright, so Peter, uh, his record is 5 wins, 4 losses. Um, this was for the 145 pound division. Raymond Daniels is a uh, 2 and 1 in MMA. He's predominantly, if I'm not mistaken, a. Um, kickboxer so it wasn't a surprise to me um, that the first the first round was exactly that mostly a stand-up battle between the two opponents uh, Daniels got great quick uh, great kicking obviously from his uh, kickboxing uh, background so again it wasn't um, much of a surprise to me when I found out that he was a kickboxer that most of this fight would end up being on the feet as opposed to being uh, mostly a, a grappling match. Um, in round one, obviously great kicking. Um, but unfortunately in round one, Daniel's technique was a little sloppy. When through a spinning back kick, he kicked his opponent uh, in the groin. And, um, and it was so bad that he actually... Uh, Actually, take that back. That was in round two. He was hit so bad that his opponent, Peter, was stuck on the ground for five minutes before he actually got up. Um, he took the full five minutes allocated to him to try to recover. And then when the fight got restarted, he got kicked in the groin again. And then the fight was ruled no contest. Um, so... There was no winner in this one. I mean, I was a little shocked. I mean, Raymond. I mean, come on. You've been you've been training for a long time. You're out. You're 40 years old now. Um, he's kind of kind of got like a loosey goosey type style, not really strict style. Um, orthodox, a um, little bit unorthodox. Uh, I don't know if it was because of flexibility, but to me, I thought his technique was a little sloppy. I mean, if you can't kick above the waist and keep the fight fair, I mean, shouldn't be in there. Um, so that that's what happened in that fight. Uh, it was a little disappointing. I thought in the beginning it was going to, you know, round one was a lot of good stand-up, but once it started hitting the groin strikes... I'm sure he didn't intentionally mean it. Mistakes do happen, but that's how it ended. So, needless to say, that was the end of the first fight on the main card. So, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the second fight between Taylor Johnson and Ed Ruth. All right, that's the second fight of the Bellator 245 main event that took place at the Mohican Sun in Connecticut. All right, guys, we'll be back after this short break.
Hi everyone, I have a brand new book for you to read called The Memoirs of a Bag Boy, F This Job, written by J.G. Shigeo. The story is about what goes on in a retail business. The stories will blow your mind. You can find the book at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com, as well as other places. You can find that more at www.books2read.com slash memoirs of a bag boy F this job. Check it out today. Hi everyone. Are you looking to, to increase your income and make your life more fulfilling? Well, check out this Facebook page called Mindset for Limitless Success. In fact, if you join now, you get a $200 dining voucher just for joining up. Check it out. Again, the name of the group is Mindset for Limitless Success. Check it out now. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. All right, guys, we're back again on the Mark the Shark MMA show, the world's premier MMA podcast that's out there. <laughs> or so I like to think. Anyway, guys, again, I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast every week. The show has grown. We're now on episode 75. Um, can't wait to hit the 100 mark. Um, still working on my Roku channel. Uh, Amazon's still on our way. I got a little had a little problems with the video production, so my Amazon channel, I, I guess it's going to be put on hold. I have to find a better way to improve the video quality. Apparently, the... Uh, the Zoom recordings I could do not meet up to the Amazon standard, so that's on hold. But I'll, I will work on Roku channel that's coming up. Um, but that's it for now. Again, guys, uh, I like you point out that I do have some books out there for sale. The Cabal of the Saga Begins. If you're into some great action thriller novels or if you're into fantasy novels, check out my book, Marcus the Vampire. Great books available on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, and my website, RetoroFamilyBooks.com. So check it out. Anyway, guys, back to Bellador 245. Now, this this featured between Taylor Johnson and Ed Ruth. So let's check out their stats. Taylor Johnson. Apparently, he was a great grappler, and I'll explain why in a few minutes. But Taylor Johnson's uh, MMA record is six wins, one loss. Um, prior to this match, he lost uh, to Andre Munez on a Dana White Contender Series. He's been in the York LFA MMA organization for a while. He had three consistent TKOs in that organization. At Ruth... Eight wins, three losses. Um, prior to this one, he lost, so he's coming off a loss. Um, but he's primarily been in Bellator his whole professional MMA career. He hasn't 
gone anywhere there. And Bellator, prior to this one, he had one, two, three, four, five wins in Bellator. Um, but in this particular match, from what I recall, um, Taylor tries a leg lock in the first round and actually wins. I mean, it, it was one of the quickest heel hooks I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, I guess whenever uh, Gordon Ryan, if you guys follow jiu-jitsu, I guess that's how probably he'll end most of his fights because he's well known for his heel hooks coming from the Danner Death Squad. But this fight really wasn't too much talk about and ended in 59 seconds first round heel hook um, it, it was a reverse heel hook um, I don't remember specifically how he took him down I don't remember if it was a single leg or a double leg I doubt it um, but this this is unusual considering that all his wins were by strikes all TKOs and the funny thing is, his prior loss when he was on the Dana White series was he lost to a submission um, back in August. So he went from a loss to the Bellator. Um, kudos to his manager um, for picking him up um, a month later. Almost, well, actually not a month. It's a year later, sorry. Because that was in 2019. Um... But yeah, he went from a loss to a big time show. Um, I guess we'll see see what happens to his career. Um, but yeah, it's very rare that you see a guy coming up with uh, a lot of TKOs going right to submission. But he kind of looked like he was a submission guy. I would have never known that he was a striker guy from the way um, he went right for that heel hook. But that's how the story goes. You win some, you lose some. All right, guys, we'll be back after this break, and we'll talk about another. This is the, the next one will be the uh, co-main event featuring another former UFC fighter and um, pretty well-known in the world of women's MMA. All right, guys, we'll be back after this short break. Hey guys, just want to let everybody know that if you're looking for a good suspense thriller action novel, check out the book written by me, Mark the Shark, called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. If you go to my website now, Books, you can get an autographed signed copy for only $8 plus shipping. Again, go to Books.com. Mark is Sander was a normal family man till he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned in torture. His only means of survival was to become a vampire. Now his only fear is how to keep his daughter safe, but not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series, now available 
at www.retortofamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com. Get it now. All right, everybody. We're back. Continuing this um, week's episode with Bellator 245, we are on to the co-main event featuring a well-known person from the UFC in the world of women's MMA. We are talking about Kat Zangano and her opponent was Gabrielle Holloway. Now, Kat Zangano, um, in my opinion, is pretty well known. Um, she's had a lot of tragedy, and I'll get to that in a second. But her her um, her record is currently ten wins and four losses, while uh, Gabriel is six wins, six losses. Um, I like to point out that when I say these records, a lot. I mean, it's not like when you say six and six, or you know, like ten win, like thirty wins and seventeen losses. Um, I, like when I was starting looking at records, you're like wondering, like, how is it these people are still fighting? Because you think like the records aren't really that good, but I think it's it's a point to point out that um, you know MMA is a tough sport, and it's very hard to be like a John Jones or uh, Dominic Cruz, where you're pretty much on top your whole career. Um, and I guess you gotta also look at it from the standpoint that this is their livelihood. This is how they put food on the table. So they can't look at, all right, um, I don't have a great record, but I gotta keep winning. I gotta fight in order to put food on the table. So it's not like another job where, you know, another areas of life where if you do poorly, you get fired. Um, I guess at some point in an MMA fighter's career, they're like, all right, I'll never see a belt, but as long as I keep fighting, I'm able to put food on a table. So, I don't I know. I, I digress. But um, I just figured I'd like to mention that. So, like, when I say these records, you may like, oh, wow. They really, like, they got seem to have a, as many losses as they got wins. Um, that shouldn't count against the fighter's record because it, it takes a lot of courage and mental strength to get out there and do what they do. Anyway, so Kat Sangano, um, she's from, she used to fight in the UFC. She was in the UFC fight uh, for a while. Um, and um, surprisingly, when I'm looking at a record, they don't even mention her other fights. They only seem to mention her uh, UFC fights because I know she had to have enemy fights before that. But, I mean, she was on a tear she met Ronda Rousey um, I, if I don't if I recall I think she tried to do some like jumping technique and then Ronda ended up taking her down and then submitted her with an arm bar um, in the first round of 14 seconds um, then she had a couple of losses but she had a very tough life if I'm not mistaken I believe her husband um, took his life which was a, a very surprised. I remember hearing about that. Um, cause I think he was her jiu-jitsu coach because she's really well known for her um, grappling. And I, I believe her husband was not just like her MMA coach, but I believe um, 
he was her jiu-jitsu coach and then he just like took his life um then after that she had um some yeah his name is Mauricio Zingano then later on she had some major knee surgery so she she dealt with a lot of challenges in her life but when it comes to Bellator 245 let's see what happens okay so knowing that she's a grappler she did try a lot of takedowns um, in the first round she actually took the opponent down actually tried to go for an armbar. I believe it was from the guard. Somehow the lady was able to shake her off after the takedown. She ended up in the guard. She, she went for an armbar um, and, and lost it. That was towards the end of the round. Then in round two, she immediately got another takedown and got some really good ground and pounds with knees to the body. Um, and in the beginning of round three, it looks like she was going to dominate Gabrielle Holloway again. Um, but for some reason, uh, she, her opponent was able to reverse her and actually even had her mounted her at a point and um, started doing some ground and pound on her. Um, but Katagana kept her cool, um, I guess from years of fight experience, and then ended up getting a reverse um, elbow her and started ground and pound on her again. So, in the end, she wins. And they went the full distance, all three rounds. Um, now, Gabrielle, I mean, let's take a look at her background. Um, obviously, she had all losses, but, I mean, the people she's lost to, you know, were pretty pretty well known. Her first the Del Bellator debut, I mean, she fought the... I don't know if she fought Julian Budd. I don't know if Julian Budd was a champ at the time, but no slouch. There's no shame in saying you got in the ring with the champ or a person who was on the way to become a champ and, and losing there. And then she lost to Arlene Bellaclo and Alexis Differson. But um, we'll see um, if Bellator cuts her or not. But obviously, Ken Zingano won. So she'll be moving on. Hopefully she'll be moving up the chain and hopefully gets a title shot one day. All right, guys, when we get back, we're going to talk about the main event, the main event, the fight between Phil Davis and a former UFC champion, Leolota Machida. All right, guys, we'll be back after this break. What's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web 
at www.markthesharkmmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website, sign up, take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out www.markthesharkmmashow.com Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark Retorto. Just want to make sure that everyone's following me, not only here on this podcast, but on my new live show that's hosted on Twitch. You can watch it at twitch.tv slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. And I air a new episode every Saturday. So check it out. All right, guys. You can keep up to date and see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And at, on Twitter, at Mark BJJ Fighter. Again, that's Mark with a C and not a K. And of course on Instagram, at Mark underscore Retorto. It's Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Retorto. R-I-T-O-R-T-O. Keep up to date and follow us. All right, guys. This is it. This is the end. We are now doing a recap of the main event featuring Leota Machida and Phil Davis. I think Phil Davis' nickname is Mr. Wonderful. Machida, I believe, was the dragon. Either way, this was a great fight. Um, I am still shocked. I'll get to like how the fight goes in a second, but I am still shocked as to how a karate guy, um, same thing with the Wonder Boy, but even more with Machida, is able to have had such a successful career in MMA. I mean, it's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, he fights with his hands down. Um, it's just really amazing. And, and uh, he has that little karate inside stance, almost like a traditional um, point fighter. And he, he just has that explosiveness that when he hits you, he knocks you out. I mean, and obviously, you know, he's he's got other skills. I mean, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. But, I mean, he's been doing karate since he can walk. But it's just amazing. Like how, because, I mean, no disrespect to, you know, the old traditional martial arts, but let's face it. And and the UFC proved this, that a lot of that, those traditional martial arts, a lot of the techniques are useless. Um, now, I'm, I'm an older guy. I fell into that same trap of, you know, doing the karate and the taekwondo when I was a kid as well. But once I got into 
seeing what the UFC did. And I actually, prior to the UFC, I actually started jiu-jitsu because I wanted to be well-rounded. But after I saw what, you know, Hoist Gracie did in the UFC, and then I started doing some other martial arts like Thai boxing and boxing, it just, it really became apparent as to how useless uh, the techniques are usually in um, traditional martial arts. Now, that's not saying that it wouldn't work. It's just that it takes you longer to get those skills up to par to be able to put them in a real-life situation or a realistic situation because um, a lot of the techniques are not practical, right? Um, whereas the more practical martial arts like wrestling and jiu-jitsu, they're quicker to learn and they're easier to apply. And it's also the way you train, too. Um, there's not a lot of sparring in traditional karate classes as compared to jiu-jitsu or boxing or Muay Thai class. Well, anyway, let's take a look. I mean, Machida was a UFC champion. I'm trying to see how many. I mean, he defended it, and he just didn't win. He wasn't just a one-and-done type of guy. I mean, he defended that belt um, several times. I'm trying to find out how much. How many times? Um, how how many times he he um, defended? I can't seem to find that for some reason. But um, you know, apparently, usually they tell you here. I'm trying to find his record. Um, yeah, but I mean, his his overall MMA record. Still can't seem to find out how long he uh, maintained it. But he's got like 36 fights, 26 wins, and 10 losses. Still a pretty good record. Um, I'm trying to think of... Uh, yeah, I, I just can't seem to find it. Sorry, guys. But, I mean, I know he, he defended that belt for a while. I mean, I think he went on... one. Let's see how many fights did he have in the USA. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think he had like eight straight wins. Yeah, he won the title in 2009. Then he defended the belt against Mauricio Huha. Oh, all right, so he had one title defense. For some reason, I thought he had it longer than that. You know what it is? I think he just had a lot of... I think he... I think when he went into the set UFC, I think he was... Like, by the time he won the belt, I think he was 12 on now. Like, if you include his other organizations that he fought in. But uh, for some reason, I thought he defended it longer, so I stand corrected there. Well, anyway, so he went on. I eventually left the UFC, went to... Uh, Bellator and then end up fighting um, Phil, Mr. Phil Davis, Mr. Wonderful, right? And Davis has got, he's been around for a long time. Um, he's got a lot of fights too. 22 wins, five losses. Um, pretty good win record there. Yeah, Mr. Wonderful. Um, prior to this match, he was coming off a two fight win streak. He was in the UFC for a while. I'm pretty sure he, he might have actually either was, I think he fought for the belt or he fought for a chance to fight for the belt and lost it. But either way, he was like in a top five.
But when he went over to um, Bellator, he actually won the belt. Um, and then, you know, he lost it. But, I mean, but other than that, since he's been going, went over to Bellator, he's been doing pretty good. Anyway, so let's get over to what happened at the fight. All right, so, obviously, Cheetah. Not really. He has. He's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but he wasn't. He's not that much known for taking people down, um, and so forth. So obviously, it was a back and forth uh, stand-up match. But overall, the action from Machida, because of his style, he's more of a counter-striker, um, which I think he needs to change that style because it cost him in this match. And I'll get to that in a little second. But what I noticed in this match was that Davis was kicking more. And it was unusual that he was using the same type of kicks that Machida is known for. A lot of front kicks, definitely a lot more than usual to the body. I think in other fights I've seen him, he mostly uses the hands and occasional like a leg, leg kick. Not even so much the damage, just to like check keep the, the opponent at bay and the judge's distance. He kind of used the kicks more as a feeler, kind of like the way a, a person would tend to use a jab. But getting back um, to Machida, his, his, his counter-fighting style is going to prove, especially now since he's in his 40s, to be a detriment to him. And this is why. Because in this particular fight, and this is a good example, right? Um, oh, this is their second match, by the way. Um, I'll check to see who won the first match in a second. But when you have that counter-fighting style, you're not going to be as active because you're always going off um, your opponent's actions. So that's why you're, hence the name, reacting. Counter-fighting. You're going off your opponent's uh, reactions countering their attack if they throw a punch you slip it or block it and you launch your attack off it and that so in this particular match phil davis being younger and faster he was able to get his attacks off more and break up the timing so machida wasn't able to timing well and get a lot of counterattacks off and i think in my opinion since machida is now getting older in age he's going to be slower than he was um, in his previous fights and earlier on in his career. Um, let me see. Like, Davis is 35. He's only got a few more years left. I do got to admit, though, he looked like in excellent condition. He looked more ripped than normal. So I guess he's, uh, he's trying to... This, this fight, he wins this fight by split decision, by the way. So he's now on a three-fight win streak. So he may... He may eventually get another title shot in Bellator and who knows uh, win it um, but I think again going back to Louis Machida he needs to change his style he can't be uh, counterfeiting anymore that style uh, that style only works when you're young and you're fast and your reflexes are fast as you get older your reflexes and your speed no matter how much you train go down and I'm talking from experience here. I'm not talking out my ass. I know what I'm talking about. Um, 
So he, he's got to change this up. Now, let's see what happened in the first fight. So I don't, I'm assuming... Let's see what happened in the first fight. Yeah, he lost both times to Phil Davis. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess there's no... Uh, question there as to who's always going to be the be the losing man here fortunately it's machida but you know again the karate stuff maybe he should change things up instead of going with his hands down so just getting slower try to fight a little bit more orthodox try to attack more but needless to say he was a former world champ got to give him respect to respects due um i'm sure he'll um come back from this loss but again he is 40 um i don't expect too many um fights from him in the future maybe one or two more and i think he's just gonna call it um davis i think has got maybe like a year or two left to, to, to try to get a title shot again in bellator and ride the money train as long as he can and then he'll be done but We'll see. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy it. Um, be on the lookout for, hopefully by the time you hear this podcast, the audiobook version of my book, Marcus the Vampire, will be out. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, check out Retorto Family Books or Amazon.com for that. Um, keep listening to the show. New podcast episodes come out every Sunday. I go live on Twitch every Saturday at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You can watch it on my website or go to twitch.tv slash show. Check out my YouTube channel, Mark the Shark MMA Show. Check out my Facebook, Mark the Shark MMA Show for that. Check out my Twitter, Mark with a C, BJJ Fighter. Um, again, keep in mind, it's Mark the Shark with a C, not a K, for my website as well. Check out my Instagram, Mark underscore Retoro. Follow me on social media. For all you MMA fighters, if you want to be on the show, go to my website and sign up as a guest. For anybody out there who wants to advertise, go to my website and sign up as a sponsor. It's very simple. Everything is self-explanatory on www.markthesharkofmmashow.com. This is the end of the show. Hope you guys like it. Keep on listening. guys we're at the end of our show this is mark retorto i'm signing off and don't forget to follow us on our facebook page it's called the mark the shark mma show and it's mark with a c not a k and also feel free to leave us messages by using the anchor app and also don't forget if you look in the mood for a good action thriller book to buy my book called the cabal the saga begins it's available on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and if you need a good book for your kid Get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you. <laughs>